Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Renoites. My name is Connor McQuivy. I am your host as always. This week on Renoites, I am speaking with Yvonne Allen from Our Center and Northern Nevada Pride for an episode all about Pride. Pride is this Saturday. The community parade and festival will be Saturday the 24th. I hope I will see you there. I will have a booth. I'm very excited about Pride. And this conversation is fantastic. We talk about the history of Reno Pride, what to expect at the Pride events this weekend, as well as other events surrounding Pride, both the kickoff event starting tonight and the post-party on Sunday at the Grand Sierra Resort. Yvonne was a great guest. It was really great to talk all about Pride stuff, and I am very excited about this conversation. This week's episode is brought to you by DJ Trivia. As most of you know, I host trivia for DJ Trivia at several venues around town. If you have not come to play DJ Trivia at one of my venues, I hope that you will soon. It's a ton of fun. It's free to play. There's prizes to be won. Fun for the whole family. Come check it out. Go to djtrivianevada.com to find locations all around town. We have games Sunday through Thursday at many venues throughout the city. And now, this week's guest, Yvonne Allen. Yvonne Allen, welcome to Renoites. Thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk about Pride. No, Connor, thank you so much for having me and for wanting to have a Pride episode of your podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. This is going to be only, I think, the second time that I have attended Pride in Reno because I moved away when I was 17. I went to college and haven't lived in Reno as an adult until the last few years. And then last year we had a pandemic. So it's going to be a learning experience for me, too, to know like what Pride is about in Reno. I missed a lot of the last decade or so when I think Northern Nevada Pride has been operating and, and growing Pride in Reno. So I'm excited to learn a lot about it. Yeah, we're excited to be back for an in-person event. Um, last year, because of the pandemic, we did have to have a virtual event. So that's why this year our big theme is outside, out loud, out and proud. It's time for everyone everywhere to come outside um, and celebrate Pride with us. So this year it'll be on July 24th, so just a few days away. Perfect. Yeah, this episode will come out on the Tuesday before Pride. So anyone who's listening in these next few days, still time to go to Pride and make your plans. July 24th, come visit. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I'm also going to have a booth at Pride, which is oh, nice. very nerve-wracking for me because I have not had that experience yet and i haven't really done any promotion stuff with the podcast but i love going to the festival a lot of people think of pride and they think of pride parade mm -hmm. that's the immediate association but there's an entire day of events and vendors and all kinds of good stuff so i'm really excited to learn more about what pride is actually going to entail yeah for for us pride has quite a few components to it so you're absolutely right we start off july 24th so it's always the fourth saturday of july we start off the day at 10 a.m. with a wonderful community pride parade. This year, um, similar to the last couple years, it'll be down Virginia Street, starting at about 4th Street and going down to Court Street. So if you're around Reno City Plaza or the bridge, that's like prime viewing location and around the arch as well. And so that is at 10 a.m. And then we have the festival that goes from 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. And that's the bulk of the day. Obviously, we have nonstop entertainment on the stage the entire time. We have a DJ tent as well that has a bunch of different local DJs. We have actually sold completely out of vendor booths. So we expanded a couple years ago to West Street Plaza to add, I think, about 
15 additional booths and we are completely sold out. So <laughs> everything everywhere will be very packed. We have food trucks, we have all sorts of different activities going on, but also in conjunction with our main day of events, we do have a couple, we have a pre-event and post-event. So we have a roller skating night on the Tuesday before Pride. So the day that you're probably hearing this, folks, um, there's a, a roller skate night at Roller Kingdom. And then our after party is actually the day after Pride on Sunday the 25th. And that is in collaboration with Grand Sierra Resorts Pool. So we'll have a wonderful pool party all day on Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that the pride concept is expanded beyond just the you go to a parade and you see the people participating in the parade and then that's it. And it's not even like a, a whole day or anything. The idea a lot of people have a pride. It's like, oh, it's just a parade and then it's done. And I really like this idea of it's not just that it's a whole day. It's a whole week. It's a whole series of events. And even outside of what Northern Nevada Pride is doing, I've noticed a lot of stuff on Facebook and social media about other businesses in town who are doing pride events and things like that around the weekend. Well, the, the real purpose of Northern Nevada Pride is to bring together the community, right? So not just on that one physical day, but sort of overall the spirit of of pride, right? So we have, we are very, very fortunate this year. We do have a presenting sponsor. So big shout out to Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Thanks to them, we really are able to sort of recover from not being able to fundraise last year with the pandemic. And we're able to put on a, a wonderful, wonderful event for everyone. But we also try really, really hard to make sure we're keeping the local community, local performers and local businesses, not only in the loop, but as very integral parts of our event and organization. Yelp Reno is putting on this wonderful out and about fundraiser for our center, which is the umbrella organization for Northern Nevada Pride, to make sure lots and lots of different businesses are involved. We have a massive sponsor list this year. We have ongoing sponsors that have been with us to, since the beginning. The city of Reno is always so wonderful to us. Um, so I think we're, we're very lucky. And I think it's because since the beginning, we've really sort of done it right. We never, our goal is not to turn a profit. Um, we're a nonprofit organization that purely fundraises for our center, the 501c3. And, you know, we're completely free to enter the festival and the parade. So we do accept donations, $5 to $5,000, whatever you feel like throwing in that bucket. But for everyone, it's, it's free. And I think because we're free and because we're all volunteers, there's not a single paid employee for Northern Nevada Pride. I think because of that, the community's really on board with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it, it helps that it is a good cause, that it's people want to participate and our center is such an important organization. So having it be volunteer run fundraiser, I think really does get people to get on board with it. So that's exciting to hear that it is a fundraiser and that it's is a major way of how our center is funded, right? Is this the, the main moneymaker to keep our center up and running? Correct. So our center, sort of the nonprofit started in 2009 um, before there was a physical community center, right? And it was called Build Our Center right. because every city needs a center. And um, after years and years of fundraising, so eight years ago now is when Northern Nevada Pride started. And after that first year, you know, of course, there needs to be a 501c3 because we want to be a nonprofit. So our center sort of adopted the whole concept. And after a couple years of that, they were able to officially open doors. Their goal was always to have three years worth of 
bills in the bank before they opened doors and they were able to do that and have successfully been able to maintain that as well. So Northern Nevada Pride is the main fundraiser for our center. But luckily, thanks to additional outreach from the community, they have a lot of other funders as well. Mm -hmm. That's great. And you mentioned that the relationship with the city is really good, which I've noticed as well. It seems like Reno is very supportive of not just Pride itself, but, you know, the month of June, we have the rainbow under the Reno sign. We have a, a prominent gay city councilman. Like we have a city that seems to really support a lot of the LGBTQ community in general and Pride in particular. Yeah, so I would say that overall, especially Nevada as a state and then northern Nevada as an area, has grown a whole lot over the last eight years. There are many, many more vocal LGBTQ plus allies. There are a lot more out LGBTQ plus folks, um, not only with their businesses, but in politics sort of everywhere. So I do think that it's getting it's getting a ton better. Um, this morning, even, I had to remind myself to not read the comments, right? So one of our local news stations um, highlighted the the Yelp Reno out and about fundraiser yesterday. And and this morning, early in the morning, I, I started reading the comments and, you know, hate still lives here. You know, hate will always rear its ugly head. But mm-hmm. as long as we focus on each other and focus on having a positive intent and focus on wanting to be inclusive, right? Like our the ultimate goal of everything is to promote diversity and to create these inclusive environments where everyone feels welcome. And I think that pride has a, a wonderful part in that for the LGBT community. Yeah. And that's changed over the years, right? So you've been working with Northern Nevada Pride what, since the beginning, eight years? Yeah, so it all sort of started about eight years ago. There used to be a a couple other festivals, actually. There was um, Reno Gay Pride, happened for about 20 years, which was awesome and impressive. And we also had Reno Rainbow Fest. That was another festival. But yeah, eight years ago, a group of us got together at the good old pub and sub, and we wanted to to get involved with Reno Gay Pride. They won't ne- weren't necessarily like the most responsive. Um, I heard Devin talk before about dueling prides. I don't think we ever really dueled. Uh, we were for our perspective was always it's about community, not competition. Um, we just wanted honestly to have a an event that profited our our center and, and profited our community. So eight years ago, we decided let's just do it. Like, let's see. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. Let's, you know, you talk to the city, you talk to the county, you know, you line up some entertainers. Like, we just sort of made it happen. Um, And it was great. Our first year, we had 2,000 people, and we thought we were, like, the biggest rock stars ever, right? Like, we got 2,000 folks in Wingfield Park. And our last event now, so 2019, we had over 15,000 people. So we have grown exponentially. And it's been really, really, really fun. We do, uh, you know, of course, part of Pride is always to honor our roots. So with Reno, the actual first Reno Gay Pride was at a a little place called Bar West about 30 years ago. It was a fundraiser for the Silver Dollar Court. And it was a pride parade of shopping carts. So a bunch of folks decorated shopping carts and did a little tour and there was a winner. It was a whole to do. So I think that pride historically in Reno has always been very close to our community and we we choose to maintain that. And what have you seen over the last eight years? So obviously attendance has grown. Do you think that acceptance has grown? Has Reno become a more gay friendly city? Because again, I was gone for a lot of the you know last 15 years or so. But coming back to Reno, it really feels like a pretty accepting and tolerant and and a good place to live. And we talked a little bit about this earlier uh, in another conversation about Nevada itself. 
being surprisingly gay friendly in terms of you know the the legal aspect in a way that you in a way that you wouldn't have necessarily expected yeah you wouldn't necessarily think of nevada as being this uber progressive state right like people think of us as the wild west still however when you really boil it down nevada has always been a bit of a live and let live state right so in approximately 2013 i believe it was a some wonderful activists were able to lobby and and it worked out um, to have to have additional protections in the state of Nevada for gender identity and sexual orientation, which is a huge win, right? Right, right now you can't travel from East Coast to West Coast and not have to go into a state where you don't have those protections. So for us in the state of Nevada to not only have those protections, but to now a new bill actually just passed this last session where the state of Nevada will start tracking gender identity and sexual orientation for state employees, for students, things of that sort. So it's sort of the first step to representation is data collection, really, right? You need to mm -hmm. get a snapshot of your local community. So we're finally in a place in Nevada where we have the protections and now we get to actually track. We get to see an accurate potential snapshot of the LGBT community. And so I, I do think that over over the last decade or so, there has been, I think the, the support has always been there, but now there's a higher comfort level of being vocal about it, right? People want to say that they're an ally. Businesses want to say that they're an ally. Business owners want to be able to go on their website and put that they're an LGBT owned business. They want to be able to say that they're an LGBT friendly business. They want to hang their rainbow flag during June and they get reminded of from me that they also need to hang it July 24th um, <laughs> outside their window. So we see it everywhere. So, so I do think a lot has happened over the last, you know, 10 years and I think it's just going to continue. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting times. And I'm glad to see a lot of the representation. And, you know, I'm very pro rainbow flag. I like to see them everywhere in June. I know that there's sometimes criticism of companies that, you know, change their logo to rainbows. But I would rather have my gay dollar pursued than be mm -hmm. shunned by these businesses. It's not ideal. It's not perfect. But I think it's it's good progress. And it's worth celebrating. Yeah, the whole concept of rainbow capitalism, um, even with Northern Nevada Pride, we do get pushback on on rainbow capitalism as well as um, performative pride, right? However, I agree with you where I think that visualization and representation is important. So yes, we do have major corporate sponsors. And I think that's that's awesome, right? That there are folks that reach out to little Northern Nevada pride saying, we want to give you money to support what you're doing for the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Right. And, and it also does happen to be that our center is a 501 C three organization. So they're not directly permitted to sort of endorse or unendorse any political party, any political candidate, anything of that sort. Um, that's a part of the nonprofit status. So whereas always, no matter what, I do believe pride is political the actual organization can't take a stance on any particular political party or candidate. 
Right. But instead, we just invite everyone, right? Yeah. We want everyone to come on over, come join us. Let's have a wonderful parade. Let's have a rock star festival. We do usually get a protester or two. We think it's awesome. Um, we do like we don't think we're valid unless we're having a protester. Like unless you're making someone mad, you're not doing something right. And so we always like sort of celebrate them and go and cheer for them. And they yell at us. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we, we love doing what we do. Yeah. And I mean, that's also a good reminder of the purpose of pride is when you have people protesting or you have people that are actively trying to suppress pride or speak out against it. And like you mentioned, the comments on the local news, Facebook or whatever, that is a reminder that pride is not just about business. It's also about the community itself standing up and saying, hey, we are here. We are part of this community. And if you have those protesters, it's a good reminder of, oh, yeah, we still need to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's about the right to exist, right? So it's the right to be able to walk down downtown Reno, Nevada and not get arrested for loving who you love or being who you are or identifying the way that you identify. Because, you know, 50 years ago, it was illegal. We do, you know, especially in 2019, we honored the Stonewall 50. So it was the 50-year anniversary of the Stonewall riots. A group of us, Northern Nevada Pride, actually had a contingency in the New York City Stonewall 50 parade, which was ridiculously cool to be there at that time. We actually were at Stonewall on the exact, like, minute stroke of when the first beer bottle was thrown, historically rumored, right? There's lots and lots of controversy over what what started it. And, and I do think that it is important to remember that Pride started as as fighting back over our existence being illegal, right? It, it was our trans and genderqueer folks of color that stood up and said, hey, enough is enough. Like, yes, you're going to come in here. There's a, like, we can take a, a whole podcast really on the history of Stonewall, but it really is, you know, the, the roots are, it used to be illegal to be who you are and we need to honor that and we need to celebrate the changing of times in a wonderful manner as our community would like to. Yeah, absolutely. So what is going on this year for Pride as far as entertainment? Is there anything special about this year that you're excited about? Well, every year is special, silly. Oh, of course. But, <laughs> but yeah, so this year we have uh, we have our headliners, Vincent. You might have seen him on all sorts of shows lately. He's blown up on YouTube. He just has a new record out. But so he'll be headlining for us. And joining him, we have Elliot with two T's from RuPaul's Drag Race. Plus, I think we have almost 50 local entertainers joining us as well that we sort of have a, a wonderful mix mash all day of lots of different types of entertainment, not just singing. We do have, I believe we have the uh, local Nevada gay men's chorus to kick us off with the national anthem. We have a proclamation from Mayor Hillary Sheevy. We have a certificate from Nevada Governor Sisolak. And so it's all day, all fun, super great. Um, we have some amazing looking mutant vehicles, decorations, floats happening in the community pride parade. Like it's going to be out of control this year. I'm so excited to be able to see it and to be able to be a part of it. We have two sort of new special things that have come out of the pandemic that we're trying out this year. One is what's called a fast lane pass. So as I talked about before, Pride is is free, right? You don't have to pay a single dollar to get inside Pride. But because there are so many people that try to get in all at once after the parade, there's a line. Like there's a line and there's a crowd. We have three entrances and there's a line and there's a crowd. 
So to alleviate that, and for folks that, you know, maybe are still nervous about going out in crowds, if you pre-donate $10, you get a wristband. And this wristband will allow you to enter what's called the fast lane, where you just either show the wristband or show your little Eventbrite QR code, and you're able to bypass the line and just go ahead and go in. So we're very excited about that. You can go to our website, northernvetpride.org, or any of our social medias, and there are links galore to that. The other thing is we're creating a VIP tent. It is hot this summer. And from other prides, we've seen this example that they're able to offer their participants. And that, so we have a, a really big tent. We're going to, we have a, a sponsored bar um, and we have fans and snacks and some special swag and things of that sort. So for $75, you get to go to your own special entrance at West Street Plaza. You get to have access to this VIP tent, which gives you access to water, booze, snacks, shade, coolness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also watch everything on the the main stage from there. So another way to, if you're not too sure about crowds and you sort of want to be able to have your own little space, that's a, a wonderful opportunity. What kind of participants are in the parade and in the festival? I know it's a lot of local businesses. It's small organizations. It. I looked at the parade list, which I know is not complete, but it's a, a huge variety of people that are participating. Can you talk a little bit about who tends to actively participate in Pride? We try to get to everyone and anyone that might want to. If anyone listening to this podcast would like to walk with our center in the parade, reach out to the parade at parade at northernvadapride.org, and I'm sure they'll let you walk in it because we really, really mean it when we say that this is a a parade and a festival for everyone, right? Like, if you don't want to watch it, you want to walk, let's make it happen. This year, our parade grand marshals are the frontline workers from during the pandemic. So we'll have um, a special contingency and special signage, really honoring the folks that kept our economy going, right? They kept everything happening during this pandemic when we were all stuck inside. Mm -hmm. So now that we all are encouraging everyone to be outside, out loud, out and proud, we want to honor the people that were out the whole time. But I think I'm pulling up right now real quick. We have upwards of 100 contingencies this year in the Community Pride Parade. The actual, the Community Pride Parade technically outdates Northern Nevada Pride. So I believe this is, oh, I don't want to, to get the wrong number, but approximately five years prior to Northern Nevada Pride, our center was already hosting the Community Pride Parade. Um, they you know, started with a green parade where everyone had to walk because they couldn't get permits for vehicles. Uh, things of all sorts of different renditions have happened, but it, it is a lot of our sponsors. A lot of sponsors do like to represent and show their their pride during the community pride parade. We start out with Dykes on Bikes, as always, as a mm-hmm. tradition from San Francisco Pride. They lead out the parade. And then we really, it really is a mix match of everything. We have folks from Subaru that'll be driving their cars. We always have some pretty sweet Teslas that are, are cruising down all the way to the Girl Scouts of Sierra Nevada are going to be joining us. So the University of Nevada, Reno, including ASUN specifically, always are not only one of our biggest supporters, but they have one of the largest contingencies ever. Um, so they're always, always super, super fun to see. Along with that, we have the city of Reno always has lots of really fun stuff. Chase Bank, all sorts of different folks are going to be in our parade and able to be participants. And then with our festival, we have like over 130 booths there. Yeah, you said you sold out on booths and that it's going to be a lot of vendors, a lot of people and the actual festival. 
So for people who haven't attended the festival, what's the the vibe like? You said there's entertainment all day. There's a lot of these booths. You said there was 15,000 people overall the year before last. So what are you expecting for this year? What's it going to be like at the festival? Well, we hope it's it's as good as 2019 because 2019 was so much fun. I was always very hesitant to try to quote how many people we maybe will have this year just because I was worried it's going to be less. However, with the amount of community outreach we've received, it it might even be more. Like, let's see if we can max out the entire Ringfield Park Island, right? And so, so what happens at at Pride? I, we we do get this question a lot, especially through social media, from parents and from folks that are maybe recently out, or folks that just have no concept of what a Pride festival and parade looks like. And they only see, you know, what they see in the news, what they see of other cities, things of that sort. So, Northern Nevada Pride is very family friendly. You can bring your your kiddos out. You can take a dip in the awesome Truckee River that runs right through our festival, which is like the most beautiful and picturesque place you can ever imagine a Pride Festival, right? Wingfield yeah. Park is just gorgeous. So yeah, you'll enter in. There's lots of artwork everywhere. We have a community art area that's hosted by the generator. So they'll be having some fun activities for everyone. And a lot of the booths like I said, over 130 of the booths will have some sort of interactive aspect to them, whether it's you spin a wheel for some swag or you get to talk to a local politician or who knows, right? People sort of do all sorts of different things um, at their booths. Then we have our main stage, which will have nonstop entertainment all day, including our headliners late in the afternoon. And then on the west side, we have the DJ stage. So you can dance your faces off under uh, the coolness of a, a sheltered tent and, and have a great time over there. We do sell beer. I think we're doing beer, seltzers, um, and water from, from Northern Nevada Pride with a partnership with Maury and with Bentley Heritage Distillery. Everything else, like food and things of that sort, will come from food trucks. The actual bridge of Arlington gets covered in food trucks right there. Right. And so that's always a fun, good time. And then it's really just meeting people, right? Like they, it's finding shade, sharing shade <laughs> under the, the trees that do exist. And it really leads to wonderful connections. You can go there solo alone and be able to find community. You can go there with a group of folks and end up just having a wonderful, wonderful day. All the local businesses in that area obviously know about Pride and support it as well. So you can be there for you know a half hour, just check it out, see what's going on, be done. Or you could be there literally all day and you won't get bored. Mm. Yeah, no, I think the community aspect and running into people is one of my favorite things about events like Pride is it is a chance to go out and just see people that you know in town and run into friends, hang out with people. That's one of my favorite kind of social dynamics is where I can flit around from like group to group and like, oh, see this friend and see that friend and stop by that booth and check out this thing. And I won't be able to do as much of that this year having my own booth, but I am having Mm -hmm. friends kind of you get to have everyone come up to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I like that kind of like community social aspect that you don't always necessarily get from the parade. You know, the parade, you might be planted in one place and you'll see people walk by and wave at them and things. But in the festival, it really is a very social environment where you're chatting with people and hanging out with people and, you know, getting food from the food truck and sitting on a blanket with your friends and that kind of thing. 
And what's really cool about Northern Nevada Pride is because Reno is such a tourist hub, we get folks from everywhere. So we did a poll with our surveys in 2019, and we had people come from New Zealand to come to Northern Nevada Pride. Like, how cool is that? So we do have a a very, very close um, sponsorship and longtime partnership with the RSCVA. And so thanks to them were really able to have such a far outreach like we have like billboards in san francisco and billboards in the airport and and things that little our center could never afford in terms of advertising we're so thankful for rscva for that and then you know lithia subaru they help us out with commercials right so you'll see next week well this week actual commercials for northern nevada pride Renown has tons of employees and they're everywhere. They're one of our top sponsors as well with Bentley Heritage. And so I think that because we have such big, huge sponsors as well, we're able to like outreach to to so many folks in the community. Like I said, I'm, I'm a volunteer who does the media and marketing for Pride, but there's no way we could reach as many people as we do if it wasn't for our awesome sponsors. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I hadn't even considered the tourist aspect that there are a lot of people in Reno who don't live here who are going to be attending Pride and getting to see this as a major representation of what Reno is. And I think that's really cool that people who are visiting from out of state or from out of the country who might have a perception of Reno as just, you know, that place that you go on your way to Tahoe or just a place for gambling and things like that. And then they're here and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, there's a real community. There's cool events like this. And I think that is very good for the image of Reno. Totally. And I think a lot of the first questions we get every single year is who are your host hotels this year, right? And so luckily this year we've partnered with Whitney Peak. So if you go on our website, you can see a a coupon code for hotel rooms at Whitney Peak, as well as Silver Legacy with the row. Um, So you can go online, get some discount rooms with the codes, um, I think most both of them are Pride or Pride 21, but they're on the website. And so we have local support from our hotels. And if you come to the pool party that we talked about on Sunday, you can get a discount room Sunday night at Grand Sierra as well. So we can party all day at the pool and then go ahead and go to sleep at Grand Sierra afterwards. So I think that like and having our, our local community be sponsors and be so involved. And, and when I say sponsors, it's not always just you know, monetary. It's also in kind things where people will help just help us do stuff where it's totally volunteers. So we need other folks doing stuff to to help us out. And I'm, I'm going to do a little plug here. We, we always need lots of volunteers at the actual festival. So if you go to our website, it takes upwards about 250 volunteers to actually make pride happen. Um, and that's outside the core 10 group of us that planet 11 months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So if anyone feels like signing up for, you know, a two hour shift, go to our website and you can click on the volunteer link and sign up. You get a really cute shirt and I give lots of high fives and I gush over everyone. So please sign up. Awesome. Yeah, no, I will. I'll post on social media, encouraging people to volunteer too. We can yes. see if we can rally, rally the troops a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the other, the pool party and the other events too. Cause I think that these are really cool. These surrounding events not just pride itself, but there's like this whole, you know, week long. I mean, we had an entire month for June, which is great. I love that pride is kind of expanding its 
uh, scope from just it's just a parade to it's a day and a festival to it's an entire month to it's all of the time as it should be every day yeah let's always strive to be inclusive to the lgbt community right let's always strive to understand with the concept of intersectionality that queer people of color have it so much worse than someone like me that has a lot of privilege you know i think that's important especially as pride progresses right that you know that we have to remember that as it gets better for some others are still super struggling right Mm -hmm. like the trans community needs so much awareness like there's just so many different areas that we're getting better in but we have to make sure that we don't leave any of our folks behind yeah. Well, before we get into the other events, I do kind of want to talk a little bit more about that because on my Q&A episode, one of my friends sent me this great list of questions that I felt super unqualified to answer because I haven't been in the Reno gay community that much. But he did ask about things like trans visibility and what the Reno gay community is doing more towards people of color and trans people and people who have been often left out of, you know, the advancement for white gay men, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is your take on that? Have you seen a lot of progress in Reno on that? What is our center and, uh, Northern Nevada pride do to make sure that you're keeping that top of mind as you, as you continue and as you grow? Well, I can tell you that that's one of the the first conversations every year that we have with Northern Nevada pride is how are we being inclusive and how can we be better? Who can we outreach to, to make sure that we're, we're, making sure that everyone feels honored and everyone feels included. I know that our center is specifically hosting more and more programming for the trans community. And there's a monthly event now called Transparenting. And it's for um, the parents and friends of trans folks to be able to come and have community as well and ask questions and, and things of that sort. The Transgender Allies Group, transgenderalliesgroup.org, um, is a local organization that we partner with a lot, not only me in my professional life, but also with Pride and with our center. And they're a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful resource. So I do think that that there is much more visibility and much more sort of infiltration of the, the trans community, but there can always be more, right? Like it always needs to expand. I can I can say for sure that our medical facilities and our medical healthcare organizations have gotten so much better. Um, if you visit Renown, if you visit Hopes, if you visit UNR Med, their intake forms are much more inclusive now in terms of gender identity, sex assigned at birth, and sexual orientation, which I think is a wonderful step forward. I know that people are human and make mistakes in, in, in every sort of field, but I think our medical organizations starting to really become more inclusive is a wonderful step forward. And I, I have to give you know, credit to a few of our big trans activists in town for really being the pioneers of that. Not only were they the pioneers of our laws in 2013 getting changed, but they're also the real, you know, they're working with the school district. They're working with Renown on making sure we're using inclusive language. Mm-hmm. And even St. Mary's as well. If you, if you go to St. Mary's, you go anywhere, you're, the forms now that you're filling out are much more inclusive than they were even like five years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's good to hear that there's this continuing progress year after year. And again, no one's perfect and we're all kind of growing at the the best pace that we can. So I try not to judge people who aren't as 
caught up as they maybe could be. But I do like that there's this continuing sense of progress and things are getting better for more people over time. Yeah, I think that that folks need to remember that we all have access to Google, right? So when if you have a question, you don't know if, if what you're going to ask or what you're going to do or what you're going to say is offensive, do a quick little Google. We all have a Google machine in our pockets and, and check it out. And one thing I think a, a very important part of allyship, and this is within the LGBT community as well, we talk often about allies being straight folks to the LGBT community, straight and cis folks to the LGBT community. But even within our own community, we have to remember that myself as a, a cis white lesbian, I need to be an ally to our queer folks of color and to our trans folks as well, like I need to remember to be an ally. So I think that all of us need to just take a moment and if we happen to say something or happen to do something or hear about something that's happened or been said that someone did take offense to, to stop and and realize that it's not up to me to decide if that's offensive or not. If someone was offended by that, it's offensive. And I need to just honor that and we need to move on. I think that, you know, some folks will say that it's overly PC and things of that sort. There's too many microaggressions, you know, all these talks about um, uh, critical race theory, all these talks about uh, justice, things of that sort. I think it's so wonderful, right, that society in general is getting to a place where when someone's offended by something, they feel like they can tell you so that you'll stop, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 years ago. You couldn't say, oh, you know, you calling me that offends me without then getting it worse, right? right. Five years now, <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, you can't really do that. So I think that that overall as a society, we are getting more polarized. However, there are a lot of folks that want to be allies that want to sort of create these inclusive environments for everyone. And I think we have to talk truth to our history and talk truth to our present in order to really move forward for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So to go back to the some of the event stuff, I know uh, there's this roller skating thing tonight, which I associate the gay skate thing with kind of like a fun gay event from the past that I have not seen in Reno before. Is this something that did previously exist in Reno? I know that I went to like a gay skate night when I lived in Vegas 15 years ago or something. And it's such a fun thing because it's this like, thing from our childhood it's fun it's light and it's like it's dancing you know you're out there you're moving uh so tell me about the gay skate night how that idea came around and and what it's gonna look like so a few years ago we did have um, a whole week worth of events of pride week and one of those historically from p flag was hosted as a skate night this year, one of our wonderful, wonderful volunteers, Heidi Atkins, she sort of approached us and was like, hey, why aren't we having a skate night? Skating's cool. I love to skate. And we said, hey, go for it. And she actually did. So that's the thing, again, with we're all volunteers. Um, we do often get bombarded with, hey, you guys should do this. You guys should do that. And when someone has a wonderful idea and they just make it manifest, like that's what pride's about. And that's what we mean by for the community, by the community, we'll support anything someone wants to do. So Heidi, I know has a a group of folks that um, do like roller skating on like a monthly basis or so. So she really put this together. She reached out to roller kingdom. It is. So it's, 
Tuesday. That's today, July 20th. It's 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. It's all ages. Super family friendly. Obviously, it's a roller skating. And 50% of all proceeds get to go directly to Pride. So we're super, super excited. It is technically our official like sort of kickoff party for Pride Week. And then you mentioned after Pride, there's this after party at GSR, which again, I love a pool party. It's really great. Who doesn't <laughs> love a pool party on a hot radio night? Especially in right the, near the end yep. of July, it's going to be a gajillion degrees. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a ton of fun. How did that come about and what's that going to look like? So pretty purposefully, Northern Nevada Pride doesn't host a specific event at any specific bar during that night. A, we're all tired. We show up at Wingfield Park at like 5 a.m. And so us staying out too late is always iffy. But we really want everyone to, every bar, every organization, every business to throw their own pride party on Saturday night. Um, There are some that in years past have benefited pride and we will, you know, those are our our official events, all official events you'll see on our website and on our Facebook. But for, for this year, you know, it's just sort of everyone go everywhere and have a wonderful time. And so our official after party, a few years ago when we first did this with Grand Sierra, it was the coolest thing to just have a bunch of rainbow flags and a bunch of LGBT folks at the pool at Grand Sierra. Um, whether you swim or not, you know, there's places for you to sit and hang out and and there's a 21 and over area. There's the all ages area. And this year, it's t- if you are a Pride participant, so if you go to Grand Sierra and said, hey, I'm here for Pride, um, you actually get in for free, which is amazing. So the, again, that's Sunday, July 25th, and that'll be from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. So big shout out and thank you to GSR for that. And again, if you want to get a hotel room that night, um, the code's on our website. And then the other thing you mentioned was this partnership with local businesses with, I think it's through Yelp. Mm-hmm. So for the, I don't know if it has started already, probably by the time this airs, yes. but it's a ton of local businesses that have some kind of special offer or deal. And a chunk of that goes to our center. And part of their goal is to raise like a year's worth of funding or something just from all these local small business deals, right? Yes. We have to give the biggest kudos and shout out to Michael Tragash with Yelp Reno. Um, he put together again, sort of like Heidi did with our roller skate night. He put together the out and about pride party. So he has over 20 local businesses that have dedicated to giving partial or full profits from particular items or services directly to pride. So it costs $3,000 a month for our center to turn their lights on. So that's no, that's just overhead expenses, rent, utilities, insurance, things of that sort. And so when he, when Michael heard that, he was like, well, let's, let's fundraise a month. Like let's take care of a month. And then he said, no, let's take care of a year. So he has reached out to all these wonderful organizations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to every business that is involved with the Yelp out and about pride party. We can't wait to see what the outcome is, but he's very hopeful that, you know, we, we hopefully can just go ahead and fundraise a whole year of our center's overhead with this two-week-long event. So the, it does end on the 24th on Pride. If you go to Yelp Reno's social media or Northern Nevada Pride social media, you can see the link that will list everything for you on what to get where. Excellent. What else? What are we missing? What else do you want people to know about Pride in Reno and our center? I feel like we have covered a lot in a short time. We've just barreled through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk fast, so that works. Um, well, we could talk for a sec about our center. So a lot of folks don't know about our center. So our center is Northern Nevada's only LGBTQ plus physical community center. 
They're on Wells Avenue. Their actual address is 1745 South Wells Avenue. I had to look that up real quick. Check them out on all their social medias. But it's it's a, a wonderful facility. There's lots of different rooms. There's lots of different programs. And I, I think it's so important to have a physical space where, you know, young kiddos can can go to 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 have resources and to have community, as well as our, our aging seniors, right? There's there's tons of studies that that talk about LGBT seniors not having much of a community, especially those that survive the the AIDS pandemic, right? Our center really strives to be a place where everyone can come, get resources, feel empowered, feel safe, feel supported, and it's a physical location to be able to do so. So I think that as a member of the community, I'm very proud that our center exists in general. Have you been to our center? Yeah, I have. That's something I did want to ask you about is because I have grown up in like the world of the internet. And I know that in the the gay community in general and LGBTQ community more broadly, but there was the physical space of the bars and that was where gay people congregated and met each other. And that's not a great environment health wise for people. I think like drinking is a problem in the gay community, drinking and drugs. And Mm -hmm. I think that is rooted in the only places that gay people had to go was the gay bars. places where the the bars mm-hmm. where there's substances being used stuff like that and as we've moved forward everything has kind of gone on to the internet so even the physical space of the bar has kind of gone away for a lot of people and everyone is just kind of connecting online which isn't the same thing as mm-hmm. being in person is that something that really drove the creation of our center is that there needs to be you mentioned several times a physical space an actual place that you can go do you think that is really filling like an important need that's been missing for basically like my entire life? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's never been, that's never really been that much of a thing. I'm, I'm glad that we have that here in Reno. Are you finding that people are drawn to that? Or do you think that's something that's missing from a lot of people's lives that, that you're trying to, to fix with our center? Yeah, well, I think there's a, there's a couple things sort of in that question. So first, I think you're 100% correct that historically, the gay bar was the community center, right? So I might be, you know, the media marketing person for Pride right now, but in a, a past life, I was Vonnie from Tronics, right? So I managed Tronics nightclub, Tronics video music club uh, for six years uh, off of Kitski. And it really was the de facto community center. That's where we held Thanksgiving dinner for dozens of people because they didn't have anywhere to go. That's where we would have people come by who have just been shunned by their entire family. That's where every fundraiser was held. That's where, you know, everything that happened happened at the gay bars. And I think that not only the increase in online community did that hurt the the gay bar scene sort of, it also led to almost a false security of I can just find my community online. And that's not always that safe, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially our, our young LGBT folks, you know, meeting up with people through apps, through, through websites, like that's not very safe. So I think that it sort of goes hand in hand with the local community becoming more inclusive of the LGBT community and knowing that we can have a little a little spot that everyone knows is the gay center and that's okay right that we have had again hate show its face there uh, more than once but i think that as long as it stays there and stays strong it'll be there for ages but i think it's very important to have that safe place 
for the LGBT community to be able to go and know that it's going to be okay. Sometimes they just need a hug. Sometimes they just need a pamphlet, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's, mm -hmm. it's something as small as that. And before our center existed, where there did used to be a, a previous LGBT center called Rainbow Place, however, they did end up closing right about the time of the Great Recession. In sort of lieu of gay bars, I think that especially for, for younger folks, having a community center is always going to be important. That's why with Build Our Center, the tagline was every city needs a center because that's just absolutely true. Every city needs somewhere to go to even just for resources. Mm -hmm. How have you found it to be reaching out to people who are so accustomed to non-in-person contact, like people who have basically leaned entirely into all of my communities on the internet. Mm -hmm. I don't answer my phone. Like people <laughs> do not connect in the same way that they used to. People are like, they're weird around strangers and stuff. And so how has that been with our center being so in-person focused mm -hmm. in a world that has seemed to turn away from in-person connection? Well, let me tell you that marketing to folks now is so difficult because people don't want to look at ads. They don't want to look at commercials. They don't want, they're not going to take a flyer, right? Like I feel sometimes I print hundreds and hundreds of these handbills and flyers and things of that sort. I don't know how many y'all actually take them. How many of you actually like put them in your back pocket, hold on to it, remember my events, but the way that marketing happens now is so different. It really is about sort of infiltration through these these internet channels of word of mouth, you know, like who's talking about what, what's cool, what's trendy, who's going to be where. And so I think that our center is trying their hardest to create programs and events that have enough buzz that people really do want to go to or are so specifically important to a certain demographic or a certain target of people that they attend it. Like whether it's age mm -hmm. or anything or any sort of identity, they, they sort of target based on that. But everyone should know that anytime our center is open, anyone can go there, use the space, check it out. There's computers, there's games, there's TVs, there's all sorts of fun stuff. It is a little interesting now post-pandemic because after... So our center closed for the beginning of the pandemic, tried to open again, just like every business did, and then winter hit. And so, of course, mm -hmm. they, had to, they had to close again. And so since they've been open, though, there is a very large influx of people coming through. I think people do want to get out of their house. They do want to come see people. They've been so locked up for 18 months, 16 months, and they're ready to, to go out. There's always a ton of volunteers there. So there's always someone to talk to, even if there's no programs going on. So I just I just really encourage everyone that if you haven't at least physically been there once, just go check it out. There's obviously a lot of programming and a lot of services and a lot of things that our center does. But for the typical person who doesn't know anything about it, what do you encounter when you come in to our center? Like what is what's the vibe? Lots of love and happiness and you know, you'll get greeted right away when you when you walk in. But yeah, so there's there's a the center's divided up into multiple sections. There's a retail section, so anything that you might want that's a pan fan, a, a pride flag, a rainbow shirt, a, a cake topper of two male-identified individuals, anything you want, you can really get there from our center. And what's, what's great is that all the profits do go directly to the overhead of the center. And there's also a resource area, so you can find pamphlets on anything really in general. And there's a big community wall where allies and the LGBT community can put business cards to be able to have our own physical little resource center. There is a boardroom and a 
sort of study room that, that are able to be rented for meetings and for organizations. There's a computer lab that has um, three computers. There's wonderful Wi-Fi all throughout the center as well. So if anyone wants to bring their laptop, you're always good to go. Uh, but yeah, there's drop-in computer center. There is an art space. So you can go there and if you just need to be creative or you just need to draw, or you just need to knit something of that sort, you can go there. There is a lending library, so it's on a pinky promise. You can go there and find a book you want to read. You just pinky promise the front desk that you'll bring it back. Um, we haven't had any problems with that, so it's wonderful. We have a free market, so there's an area that has a bunch of community donations for folks that are in need. So this could be toiletries, food, um, sleeping bags, hygiene items, anything of that sort happens in the, the resource center. There's the youth space, which is a space with a bunch of games. They have their own TV, a Wii, things of that sort happen in the youth space. And then the most used room is called the Great Room. And it's sort of the multi-purpose space. So this is where lots of different community organizations rent it out uh, to have uh, events. The City of Reno Senior Advisory Board has their monthly events there. Uh, we have a an AANA group that meets there, all sorts of different groups meet in that space. So overall, the center is, it might sound pretty big and it is pretty big and there's something for everyone. So if anyone ever just wants to swing by, there's something you're going to be able to sit there and do. Awesome. No, that's really great that it exists and that it is always available for any number of people or purposes. Yes. And I think that's part of the goal of it, right? Is that it is a multifunction, multi-purpose organization that is meant to be broadly available to all kinds of people for all kinds of purposes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that has always been the goal. So there have been, you know, dozens of board members that have filtered through our center. And I think everyone underlying has the the desire to just make sure that there's something for everyone that they can really just take advantage of and, and be able to have. And it has manifested in a really cool center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully the more people use it and take advantage of that, it also builds that sense of real-life in-person community that oh. I think sometimes people feel is lacking. But it's there. Like, the space is there and the <laughs> yeah. people are here in town. So it's really just a matter of, like, how do we get people to take advantage of that and get the most benefit of it for themselves and for the community? Yeah, I'll often hear people try to to negatively speak about the, the LGBT community in Reno or Northern Nevada in general. And I say, well, where do you go? Like, what do you do? Do you go to the events? Do you go to the fundraisers? We just had a, the coolest event at Ranchera that was a, a fundraiser for our center. It was really, really neat. And, you know, like people who say, oh, there's no community, there's no whatever, whatever. Well, you know, you got to show up. You got to go and do stuff. I'm a big supporter of the the three T's, time, talent, and treasure, right? That if you want to be involved and to see your community grow, everyone has maybe some time, right? You can volunteer. Everyone has talent. Look at someone with the podcast. What? Thanks for the platform, right? Or treasure, donating and being a, a physical part of the community. So I think it's important that you know you get out what you put in. And I know that my cup is full, that I, I volunteer a lot of my time for Northern Nevada Pride, specifically during the summer, and I feel wonderful about it. I can hold my head up high and walk around saying, we have a rock star community here in Northern Nevada, and I see it, and I feel it, and I feel so proud. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah, I think you're right. You get out what you put into it, and I think there are a lot of people who might complain but are not actually 
taking advantage of doing or, anything. Yeah. So it's, it's very easy to complain and say, oh, there's nothing when it's like, no, there's lots of things. You have to just yeah. go do the thing. Just got to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got to do it. <laughs> Uh, what about the future? I always like to ask people, what do you want to see from Reno, both in terms of pride or for our center or for the community in general? Obviously, we're moving in the right direction. Things are going pretty well, I think. But what do you want to see from Reno in the future, either from the city or, or just in general for our community? Totally. So I do think that Northern Nevada Pride is on the the correct upward trajectory, right? We have our first presenting sponsor. So again, shout out Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, so I think that that the more that Pride is validated, we can grow more and more and more. We get you know asked, why don't you have you know share? Why don't you have all these fancy people at Pride? Well, they're expensive. Um, so the, the more and more the community gets behind us, um, the, the bigger and better Pride Festival and parade we can have, and the more secure our center can be. So again, it's a direct correlation where our center is the umbrella 501c3. Northern Nevada Pride is really just a big fundraiser for our center under their umbrella. For right now, Everything is volunteer ran, so there are no employees. And that's where I do think that our center, their next step is, is that it's it's time for them to have an employee. And I think they are making steps towards that. So that is something I see for the future. I see Northern Nevada Pride just getting bigger and bigger. I don't even know how Wingfield Park is going to hold us anymore. We're going to have to block off streets like they do in, in San Francisco and, and New York City. And then I think our parade is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger as well. I think that hopefully we'll have more and more folks that join the committees and join the boards to be able to be as inclusive as possible. And then I think for our center, again, I think they're just going to keep growing. If For the folks that say there's a void in the community with anything in particular, let's go ahead and step up and do it. Reach out to our center, throw a program, join a board, join a committee, start a committee, start a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone can can do it so i think that bigger and better for those two organizations in particular is what is needed for the future and then for the city in general i think that i am excited for the day where we no longer have firsts right we we've had our first everything going on um, over the last 5 years specifically and i'm excited for the day that the lgbt community is just so integrated that it is no longer I don't have to worry about seeing the comments, right? Like one day I won't be nervous about it. There will always be haters. There will always be people who are misinformed or don't understand. But I think that as a, as a whole, we can get to a place where the LGBT community does not feel as an outsider anymore. Mm-hmm. Where can people get involved? How do people, obviously, you know, there's the Northern Nevada Pride website. There's going to our center physically, but what are other ways that people can stay in the loop? If they want to know what's going on with Pride, if they want to stay in touch with our center the rest of the year, uh, you know, how do, how do people tune in? Yeah, social media is the, the ace of everything right now, right? So going to Facebook for Pride and our center, going to Instagram, our website. So we have northernnevadapride.org. We have ourcenterreno.org. And just keeping up with that, our center on their Facebook posts every month their their monthly events calendar. So you can see what's happening in every room every day from a, a really cool Google sheet that their volunteers do. So I think as, you know, keeping up with social media um, is is really the key to to all of it. So who else do you want to shout out? Anyone else that you want to make sure that you're giving credit to? 
always. So again, like I said, our, our sponsors make the world go round for Northern Nevada Pride. Not only our community and people showing up and having a wonderful time, but I, I got to give a big thank you again to Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, Reno Tahoe, the RSCVA, Renan Health, Bentley Heritage, Lithia Reno Subaru. Y'all are like the rock stars that that make us be able to do what we do. And we also have a ton of long withstanding sponsors as well. JP Morgan Chase, ASUN again is always rock star with us. Microsoft, the city of Reno, St. Mary's. We just really want to thank our, our top sponsors for their support, really, so that we can have a free event. Like, it's our goal to never charge. But people, I think, don't realize necessarily, like, it costs like $100,000 to put on this festival and parade mm-hmm. uh, between the cost of the physical barricades, right, to insurance for millions of dollars, to all the different things that ha- I go through a whole lot of zip ties during Northern Nevada Pride with all the banners and signage that we have everywhere. So it really is thanks to our big sponsors and I, you know, a special shout out to the folks that put $5 in the bucket at Pride, you know, the folks that put $20 in the bucket. Like I wish I could hug every single one of you and say thank you because it's all those little things that really, really add up and make it so our center has cable. Right. Our center has a Pandora account, and that's thanks to someone putting a twenty dollars bill in the bucket at Northern Nevada Pride. So thank you to all of our donors, big and small. Um, I think that Northern Nevada Pride is only going to get bigger and better. And uh, with everyone's support, it's just going to be so fun. Again, Northern Nevada Pride this weekend, July 24th. Parades at 10 a.m. Festival is from 11 to 5 p.m. We have Vincent. We have Elliot with two T's. We have sold out on booths. So there's going to be so much fun stuff. And I can't wait to see you all. Um, I'll be running around like crazy. But if you see me, you, I know you can't see me on a podcast, but there'll be my picture somewhere. And find me. Give me a high five. I'm so excited to see everyone in real life. Awesome. Yeah, I am super excited about it, too. I can't wait to see you there. I'm going to have a booth myself, which I am super excited about. So if you come to Pride, also come say hi to me at my booth. We can talk about Reno Lights and stuff. So that'll be cool. And I'm excited to see you, Yvonne, on Saturday and hopefully at some of these other events, too. I'm excited to see you, Connor. It's going to be a good time. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was really awesome to talk to you. I'm really glad that I got to do a All About Pride episode because it's so important to the community. It's very important to me. And I'm so glad that we could make it work to have a whole episode about Pride in Reno because I do think it's so important. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for offering up this platform. Thank you for making this all happen. And thank you for all that you do with with having the, the conversations about important things in our community every single week. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Yvonne. Well, I hope you have a fantastic day. I'll see you on Saturday. See you Saturday. see a bunch of our listeners too. Happy Pride, everyone. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Renoites. And special thank you to Yvonne Allen from Our Center and Northern Nevada Pride. I'm super excited to see her at Pride this weekend and hopefully a lot of our listeners. Again, I'm going to have a booth, so I would love for you to come to Pride and say hi. I'm going to have t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that for sale. Come on down and say hi, even if you're not going to buy merchandise. It'd be great to talk to some of my listeners, find out who you want to hear on the show, chat about Renoites. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any other please do me a favor and let people know about it. Share the episode, share social media posts, let people know about the podcast. And if you really enjoy it, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find the show. That's all I've got for you this week. See you on Saturday. (laughs) 